We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. Yeah, morning everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell. Wednesday morning, the 24th of August. Daniel Petgrew with you broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast before breakfast with Vossi and Brandy through SEN 1170 AM and breakfast with Pat and Heels through SEN 6, SENQ 693 AM and SEN 1620 Gold Coast in an hour. one 1170 our phone number, or 0457-736-736 to get us on the text. Big show for you this morning as well. Some of the big headlines around we'll get to in a second, including uh, back page Latrell Mitchell. Could he be going to the Dolphins? We'll get to that in a second. Uh, Going to have a chat with Matty Cox in Melbourne in about 10 minutes' time. And he'll actually be looking after things over the next couple of days. Uh, I'm off after today, uh, just for a few days. I'll be back next Tuesday morning. Uh, but because of that, we're going to get an early NRL preview with Charlie Goodsir as well over the course of the next hour. So plenty to get through as per usual on this Wednesday morning, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. It's one and a half past five. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yeah, does your hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Just before we get to the news of the day, um, I want to know on 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. You had a mate... Um, a couple of weeks ago in America, I was watching rugby league from America. So I want, which is not that odd. So I want to know either the furthest away or the weirdest place you've watched an Australian sporting event. Doesn't necessarily have to be NRL. Borders the furthest away or the weirdest place in terms of countries uh, you have watched an Australian sporting event. I remember watching the 2010 NRL Grand Final uh, between the Dragons and the Roosters in a walkabout bar in London. Um, very popular over there, those walkabout bars. Uh, full of Dragons fans. I think it was about 4 a.m. in the morning, and we had about, well, it was probably about 100 odd people in the bar. I reckon about 90% of them were Dragons fans. Um, and they left that morning very, very happy indeed. In fact, a lot of them stayed. So the furthest away or the weirdest place you've watched an Australian sporting event from 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170 to your text, to your calls very soon. Now, back page of both the Daily Telegraph and also the Courier Mail this morning is the interest in Latrell Mitchell from Wayne Bennett heading to the Dolphins. He is ready to ambush his former Rabbitohs club with a mega $4 million poaching bid to bring the South superstar to the Dolphins. But Latrell Mitchell has made it clear he must be the Dolphins' number one recruitment target ahead of Storm Ace Cam Munster, saying, I can't be second choice. So News Corp has revealed that Bennett has Mitchell on his radar as the former South Co- South's coach looks to lure the New South Wales origin champion from Redfern to Redcliffe and deliver the Dolphins' big-name signing, a big-name signing for 2024. Uh, now, we know Bennett still talks to Mitchell regularly, who he coached at the Rabbitohs for a couple of years. 
Now, while Bennett has stressed he is not in negotiations with the 25-year-old, he did confirm for the first time he will formally enter the race if the South Sensation goes to free agency from November 1. It is understood Bennett is open to a three-year deal worth at least $1.3 million a season, which would make Mitchell the highest-paid player in the code alongside Penrith halfback Nathan Cleary, dwarfing his current $850,000 a year deal at Souths. Bennett said, I haven't had talks with Luttrell, but if he is on the open market in November, then yes, I'm interested. Um, He has been negotiating with South Sydney and they might do a deal before he becomes a free agent. Right now, he isn't on the market. Um, Very, very interested. Now, informed of the speculation um, on the Dolphins, Mitchell quipped, am I second choice, Wayne? Am I? He said with a wry smile uh, when they were talking about maybe not being Cameron Muncy. He goes, I can't be second choice. I leave that up to my managers and Blake Solly to talk about. Well, the NRL salary cap is expected to, to increase by around $1 million by 2024, Bennett said the Dolphins do not have the funds to accommodate two superstars and nominated Munster as his preferred signing. So there you go. Latrell Mitchell on the sites of the Dolphins. Uh, that is not um, unbelievable. He's a very, very good player. Uh, there's a few people saying, I can't see Latrell moving to Queensland anyway. But let's say he would. And you had the choice out of Cam Munster or Latrell Mitchell. You're starting a new club tomorrow. Um, and they are beginning next year. Be a very quick turnaround, I know. But if you had to sign one of them, if you could only have one of them, they're two of the biggest superstars in the game at the moment, would you go Cam Munster or would you go Latrell Mitchell? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Now, as good as Latrell is, and Latrell has been sensational since his return back from injury this year, I still think on form, especially over the past couple of years, you'd have to go, well, I would go Cam Munster. But it's a hard choice. Latrell would bring so much to any club. But the way Cam Munster has controlled the Melbourne Storm, the way Cam Munster has played in origin as well, I think one of the things about Cam Munster, maybe one of the criticisms of Cam Munster earlier on in his career, is that he may have gone slightly missing in big games. So that certainly hasn't happened for quite some time now. So if you're the Dolphins, if you're in charge of the Dolphins, and you could get one of those players, Cam Munster or Latrell Mitchell, and why? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Cam Munster or Latrell Mitchell. Um, now, Tigers, Tigers start and skipper James Tarmel is free to play in round 25 uh, after he had his grade three contrary conduct charge downgraded by the NRL to Dutry on Tuesday night. The veteran prop will now miss just one game with fears a two-match ban could have ended his NRL career considering he doesn't have a contract for 2023. Um, we know uh, what he called uh, referee Ben Cummins. Um, now, he was initially sin we know, and then sent off. Um, it does now mean he's free to play the uh, final game of the season against the Raiders. He said, I'm pretty excited with what happened. I accept my guilty plea and don't condone that kind of behavior, Tarmel said after the hearing. 
I'm pretty happy I get to play with the boys one last time. If the results didn't go well tonight, it'd be hard to live with myself knowing that was my last game just gone on the weekend. Um, he does appear to be keen, though, to play again next season, but said retirement was still an option after 14 seasons in the NRL. He said to play one more time with them would be unreal if it's my last game in the NRL. Who knows? It could be the last time I suit up on Sunday. Everything is on the table, including retirement. Uh, so James Tomo allowed to play in his final game after just getting that one week, well, the final game of this season. It might be his final game. Um, of all time, just on the Tigers, news uh, floating around that Andrew Fafita leaving the Cronulla Sharks at the end of this season and is open to continuing his career. And there's been a few rumours f- floating around that the Tigers might look at him for next year. Now, he's 33 years old. Tigers fans, would you have him there? Would you have him back? Would, would it be a good signing? But I personally think it wouldn't be a bad one. 0457 736 736. Or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy Tigers fans Andrew Fafita back to the Tigers. Would you take that? Would you like that? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. And just on uh, prop forwards as well, Matt Lodge talked that he may well stay at the Sydney Roosters next year if they can do a deal. The NRL looks like they will approve the uh, the Roosters doing that. Roosters fans. Uh, a lot of people were critics of his signing about six weeks ago, but he's been pretty good. Would you like him there on the right deal long-term? 0457 736 736. So plenty on our agenda this morning. The weirdest or furthest away you've watched an NRL game. We'll get to a couple of texts on that. If you were running an NRL club, Cam Munster, Latrell Mitchell, who would you sign and why? Andrew Hafita back to the Tigers. Would you support that? And Roosters fans, Matt Lodge to stay at the Roosters. Would you like that as well? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. We'll chat to Maddie Cox next and get to your texts right after this. It's 10 past five. Yeah, good to have your company. Going to have a chat with Maddie Cox in just a second. But don't forget, if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator or tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you. Australia's biggest Beaumont Tiles, together with us, want to boost your business. Head to iCanWin.com.au and you could win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. Connect with Beaumont Tiles and enter now at iCanWin.com.au. To your text shortly, 0457 736 736. Let's have a chat with Maddie Cox. Morning to you, Dan. Morning, Maddie. How are you? Very well, very well. How's things in your neck of the woods? Yeah, very nice. Uh, well, actually, it was very nice yesterday, and then about mid uh, window of the afternoon, Sydney absolutely freezing now, <laughs> raining. But uh, yeah, not too bad. I'm actually heading to your neck of the woods tomorrow, so you're going to be uh, filling in through. Well, you're still going to be doing your normal show, but filling in through SCN eleven seventy and SCN Q six nine three AM as well. So, so I'll send you some notes on the NRL for the next couple of mornings, Maddie. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need it. Uh, good morning to everyone listening in. Good luck for the next couple of days. That's all I'll say. And bring a coat, Dan. You reckon it's yes. cold in Sydney. Um, yeah. Just okay. rug up is my advice coming down south. Well, I'm going to the Storm Roosters game on Friday night, so I'll bring some layers. Oh, you, you will absolutely need yes. some layers for that. That's not mm. the only thing that's caught your attention in Melbourne town, though, I understand. Yeah. I got a little message on uh, 
Sunday afternoon about your admiration for a certain event. Yeah, well, uh, so my partner is a Carlson fan. Uh, so that's My apologies. Yes, yeah, so that's unfortunate for her. But anyway, um, so we were flicking. I, I was flicking. I had the NRL on the iPad um, and... Uh, she was watching the AFL on the TV, um, and it was pretty important NRL game as well going on. But I just couldn't take my eyes off that AFL game between Collingwood and Carlson. Um, just an amazing game, and I thought what obviously added to it was the atmosphere, what ninety odd thousand people at the MCG. But it was just back and forth, and that um, is a gr- and look. I don't watch every match of the AFL, obviously, but that's such a great advertisement for your sport that game. But you had to feel a bit sorry for Carlson, didn't you? Uh, I'll say yes, <laughs> yes, just to be polite to our Carlton <laughs> listeners. Um, it, it was extraordinary. It, mm. it, and I didn't catch too much of the game live because I was down the road broadcasting the, the other match involving the Swans and the Saints. So mm. we were watching it on our monitor in the commentary box. And those last few minutes, the Bo McCreary goal was the one that stunned me. And then for Jamie Elliott, it's not the first time that he's kicked a, a clutch goal with moments to go. Just extraordinary. And I think the the part for me is that it was a home and away game, but it had mm. a finals-like 100%. atmosphere. The, the, probably the closest comparison to the that atmosphere, even though there's not as much on the line, is probably Anzac mm. Day. Mm. But it, but even then, the, the, the fierce rivalry between the two sides that was reignited over the, the course of the weekend and the build-up, and I think as a result of it as well, Given how Collingwood came down, came back from around twenty-four points to secure victory, I think it's reignited a, a rivalry that's been simmering. But geez, it was—we uh, were reminded of how how cruel the sport can be for Carlton fans for the second week in a row. And I think that's what disappointed yeah. the Blues fans the most is that opportunities went begging in their last two matches in the dying moments of the game. So things to go away and learn and improve on, but. It was a fantastic way to finish the home and away season for us. Yeah, just an amazing match. And you now have the week off. Hey, just very quickly, I know I've got other things to talk about, but that week off uh, between the end of the regular season and the finals, is that widely supported in the AFL community? We were talking about it the other day and wondered whether it'd be a good idea to bring into the NRL. I, I sort of have mixed feelings about it because you've got... It's a bit of a weird one because you've got the top teams potentially only playing, what, two games in really a month. It's just, yeah, a bit odd for me. It is. It was brought in back in oh, a few years ago now. I can't remember the exact timeline. But mm. the Fremantle Dockers one year had finished up the pointy end of the table and virtually um, had half of their side missing in the final home and away match of the season because they couldn't really move anywhere on the ladder. They were wrapping their players up in cotton wool for a, a final series assault and then there was another team it may have been North Melbourne when they were in uh, finals contention way back when that did a similar sort of thing but not to the same degree I could be wrong too so apologies if, if I have got that wrong on the uh, temper text but th- th- there was concerns about teams resting players heading into the final series and compromising how the ladder was shaped as a result of that so the buy was brought in to almost ensure that teams that were thinking of resting players would have that weak grace mm. anyway. Whether it's supported or not, it's divisive. And I feel as if the sentiment overall is towards, no, we want to continue to move through. We framed the and Tim Watson on SEN Breakfast here in Melbourne yesterday morning, I think, summed it up in a 
in a great way, that it's a war of attrition, mm. our game. And to have these pauses and moments and not really favour the top four as what we once did mm. with the uh, qualifying final winners progressing straight through to the preliminary final, I think that causes um, a little bit of heartache. And the other thing is we've just come off a fantastic weekend of, mm. of footy and, and that result, as we alluded to at the MCG on Sunday afternoon, and we now have to wait until Thursday week for the finals to kick off. Yes, AFLW fills the void this weekend, but the final series is what everyone's after at this time of, of year. And to, to have to press pause for a week, and there's been various conversations about whether we should push this by to the week prior to the grand final. But in my opinion, Dan, mm. scrap it. Yeah. Let's get stuck straight into it. Yeah, have four weeks of finals. Go back to the way that it was. Yep, I agree. I agree. Well, we're still a couple of weeks from the final series starting, but we had some very big scorelines last weekend, including, uh, well, the two teams that are going to meet on Friday night in a huge game at Amy Park in Melbourne. Melbourne Storm put 60 on the Brisbane Broncos, who are currently a top eight team, and then the Roosters, 72 against the Tigers. Just some unbelievable scorelines. I've had a temper text come through from Dean Yes, uh, regarding this very topic. Total was 362 for the winning teams and 98 for the losing teams. Is it is it just a, a blip on the radar or is there something serious? Because I know there has been conversations in the past about the, the, the depth of NRL players across the competition. I think it's a blip more so this year. 2020 and 2021, when they tweaked with the rules and brought in new rules, we did see a lot of blowout scorelines. But I think this year, for the most part, you're always, you are always going to get games that are one-sided. That's just the nature of any sport. Um, but this year, it's definitely been, I think, at least a lot closer most matches. I think what we saw last weekend... Aside from that Melbourne Broncos game, where the Broncos still have a lot to play for, sitting in eighth position now after that loss, but still in the top eight, is a lot of those other scorelines that we saw were teams in the top eight playing teams that really have nothing to play for this year. They can't make the finals. Um, Now, you still want to go out. If I was playing, you'd still want to go out and have pride in the jersey and play well for your fans and your fellow teammates. But... I suppose when you know you're no chance of making the finals, there's two games to come, you may switch off. And also, you're playing a team that is in the top eight and has a lot to play for. So I think in terms of this year, Matty, it was just a blip on the radar. Um, We may see more of that over the next couple of weeks. Um, But for the most part, I think this season has been pretty closely contested in terms of a lot of games. And given that you've still got a couple of rounds remaining in the home and away season, there's some pretty pivotal games coming our way this weekend in the NRL. Yeah, so one tomorrow night, no doubt you'll be talking about this tomorrow morning, the Broncos up against the Eels. Uh, The Broncos in eighth position. They've been in the eight for most of the year, but just have to win now. They've got the Eels tomorrow, then the Dragons. Um, Then we've got um, the Storm Roosters on Friday night. That's a crucial game as well. The Roosters have won six in a row, but are not yet confirmed a final spot. And the other two games, uh, well, Cowboys-South's going to be very interesting. South sort of in the same boat as the Roosters. The Cowboys looking to cement 
that second position and prove they can win games in Sydney. And the other wild card game is when the Raiders play on Sunday. The Raiders are the only team outside of the top eight that can make it into the top eight. They play Manly on Sunday afternoon. They're technically with four and against, which is uh, basically your percentages, um, are still two wins outside of that top eight. Um, so they need to keep, obviously, winning and hope other teams drop games. But, yeah, some really intriguing matches across the weekend. And dare I say, there'll be a few extra eyeballs, no doubt, given yes. uh, we're in recess uh, down here. Just before we uh, depart, Dan, and wish you farewell for a nice couple of days of R&R and without the early <laughs> alarm, um, the Giants, yep. they made their decision yesterday regarding their new coach, Adam Kingsley, I think is... A very wise choice as being part of the assistant coaching program for the last 16 years at Port Adelaide, St Kilda and Richmond has been under some great, great coaches in that time. So a a great appointment for GWS. He is going to remain as an assistant coach for the Tigers throughout the final series, how long that may last. But a great appointment there for the Giants after a pretty tough year. Yeah, very good appointment. Making a few headlines up here. So, yeah, hopefully the Giants are to improve next year. Yes, yes. We'll wait and see how that all transpires. Good on you, Dan. Enjoy the the couple of days off and uh, we'll chat again soon. Thanks, mate. We'll speak next week. Will do. Yeah, Matty Cox in Melbourne. He will be looking after things tomorrow and Monday. Jordan Canellis on Friday, and then I'm back Tuesday morning for the run home uh, to the final round of the Football Rugby League season and the final. So just a few days off. Back on Tuesday, a couple of texts here before a break asking the weirdest or furthest place uh, you have uh, watched an Australian sporting event away from Australia. This one from John. Uh, 2019 Grand NRL Grand Final. It was 8 a.m. in the morning. On a boat in Split, Croatia, Roosters first Raiders. Good grand final, that. Um, sorry, Raiders fans. Also, the 2016 grand final on a cruise ship in the Solomon Islands. The Sharks win. You always seem to be away at grand final time, John. Who do you support? Uh, no, that sounds very nice. Very nice. Uh, both of those. Uh, very envious of that. And this one up from the Yeovil Treeman. Hi, Dan. Neither that far nor that weird, but certainly different, was watching the 2004 NRL Grand Final in Vietnam. I also watched Fiji almost upset France in a 1999 World Cup rugby match, 8 in the morning, at a New York Irish bar. That would be fun. New York Irish bar. That, that, that sounds like a good uh, day out. That one... Uh, very good text. Uh, the Yeovil Treatment. Enjoy your mini break. Thank you, Yeovil Treatment. I will back on Tuesday morning and already looking forward to it. Keep those texts and calls coming in. 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. It's our Makita Power Play this morning. This season, Makita is helping you rule the outdoors. Still some text there. I'll get to the furthest slash weirdest place you've watched an Australian sporting event away from Australia. If you're running an NRL club, Latrell Mitchell or Cam Munster, and why? Tigers fans, would you like Andrew Hafida back at your club for another year? And also, Matt Lodge to stay at the Sydney Roosters. Roosters fans, would you like that or would you like him to go? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. But after this break, we'll get stuck in to our NRL preview. A bit earlier on this week, but still thought it was important to do it. With Charlie Goodsir next, it's 27 past five. Welcome back to the show, Treddy's News in a Nutshell, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or 0457 this Wednesday morning. Yes, now it is Wednesday, don't fear, um, usually we speak to this man on a Friday. Unfortunately, it's not Friday, 
but I'm having a couple of days off. So I thought we still have to get Charlie Goodsir in the studio for an early NRL preview. And it all kicks off again tomorrow night. Morning, Charlie. Good morning. How are you? Very, very well. Thank you for sparing time on your Wednesday. That's quite all right. Now, just before we look at the NRL and some interesting games in the NRL this weekend and some not-so-interesting games, uh, NRLW was a really entertaining first round. So the NRLW this weekend, uh, three games, Saturday at 1 at 10 p.m., Suncorp Stadium, the Brisbane Broncos take on the Sydney Roosters. Then at Combank on Sunday at midday, this will be a good one, the Eels take on the Dragons, and it will finish at Seabus Super Stadium on the Gold Coast at 10 past 6, so after the NRL game. On Sunday night, the Gold Coast Titans up against the Newcastle Knights was an entertaining first round of the NRLW, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Good to see the Newcastle Knights get their mm, uh, first you'd be win happy about that. in the club's history. <laughs> Unfortunately, the reserve grade side couldn't get it done uh, beforehand. So mm. let's get the first graders on. And uh, yeah, they are those new signings. Are Millie Boyle. Fantastic. Yeah. Millie Boyle uh, is huge. So yeah, uh, really looking forward to this upcoming round. Yeah. Another three games of the NRLW taking place across the weekend, kicking off on Saturday. Let's now though, turn our attention to the NRL second last round of the regular season before the finals. This is a rare honor. We get to preview the Thursday game together, which is tomorrow night at Suncorp Stadium. Uh, it is eighth play fifth. The Brisbane Broncos taking on the Parramatta Eels, 7.50 p.m. kickoff. This is a crucial game, more so for the Broncos after the Eels' victory against the Bulldogs last Saturday. Um, the Broncos, they were woeful. Okay, there's been a lot of talk about the Tigers this week. But the Broncos came up against the Storm. The Broncos, at this stage, a top eight team and got 60 points put on them. I said the other day, I think we've seen over the past month or so, they've started to fade. How do you see this one going, though? Because the Eels, even though they were good last week against the Bulldogs, they're known to be inconsistent as well. Yeah, the problem is now back it up. Yes. Uh, back up that really great performance against the Eels. I, I, I think... I think you tipped the Eels. I took the Bulldogs, mm. knowing that the Eels could produce a performance mm. like that. I took the Bulldogs. They put in a stinker. To the Eels' credit, they didn't let up. They no. played really, really great. Now back it up. The Broncos, I have serious, serious concerns about the Broncos. I think they're on on the slide. Uh, they're And it's not like they have an easy run home either. I mean, the Eels are... Uh, should beat them on paper. And I think the Dragons aren't exactly an easy beat team either, especially for a side that's really not looking great at all. And if the Broncos do make the eight, which mm. look, they're, I think they're more likely than not to make the eight, but I think they'll just be making up the numbers anyway. And they'll get fault in that first week of finals on their current form. A hundred percent. And that Dragons game is also at Cogra. So it's always, so always hard to beat the Dragons there, no matter what kind of form they're in. Just on the Eels as well in this game, as I said, as we both said, they beat the Bulldogs last weekend quite convincingly. Mitchell Moses back. A lot of people, I got a text the other day saying, look, Parramatta may be the only threat because they've managed to beat Penrith and the Storm. A lot of people have ridden the Parramatta Eels off this year. If they can win this week and also then beat the Storm next Thursday, I think that would pique people's interest a bit more. I just... I'd like them to do. I have no issue with the Eels. I like watching them play. And when they're playing good footy, they're very entertaining to watch. But can they can they keep doing it? No. You don't think no, so? They, no, they've proven time and time again that they can't. And I just think even if they get on a hot streak, you even para fans know that something is going to – the stock market is more reliable than yeah. the Paramount Eels. And try to make sense of that. 
I just I am too in the eels for this game. Mm. But again, with absolutely no confidence that they'll put in anything near performance like they did against the Bulldogs. Yeah, I'm going to tip the Eels as well. I think it does help Brisbane that it is at Suncorp Stadium, but I just can't see them turning around what they did last week and all of a sudden winning. But you never know. But, yeah, I'm tipping the Eels. That's tomorrow night at 7.50 p.m. Now, Friday, two games. One interesting one, one not so. But the Panthers up against the Warriors will be interesting to see. This is 6 p.m. at uh, Panthers Stadium. It will be interesting to see if the Panthers do rest any players. I don't think they will. Well, Brandy was saying he thought, thought it would be unlikely earlier on in the week. The Warriors, yeah, two more games to go. They've got nothing really to play for. They're looking forward to getting back home. This just seems like an easy win for the Panthers, even if they do end up resting a couple of players. They should rest a couple of players, mm. and and I don't think and I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. They are by far and away the best team. Yep. Look at the ladder; it suggests so. They're six competition points clear of second place. Yep. They've signed up the minor premiership. They've earned the right to rest players mm. and to put any team they want. I think. Um, I think it was uh, Brett Kamali for the Tigers said early in the year when uh, the Tigers played Penrith about oh, it's a bit yep. disrespectful resting players. No. If you're good, you can do whatever you want. And they'll beat the Warriors, mm. and they should rest players. And I think they'll beat them pretty convincingly. The Warriors, yeah, uh, look, two weeks, that's all it is. And then you can just, you know, pack it up. Go back home. Go back home. And I think if the Panthers are going to rest players, I think probably this week is the week to do it. Because if they then uh, go on and play the Cowboys, they, I mean, they can rest players then as well. But the Cowboys are a much harder team. And may want they may want a harder game before the final series as well, the Penrith Panthers. But, yeah, I think rest players, regardless, they win. Go for uh, it. Now, this next game, Friday night at 7.55 in Melbourne, the Melbourne Storm taking on the Sydney Roosters. So the Storm put 60 on the Broncos last weekend. The Roosters put 72 on the Tigers. The Storm in fourth, the Roosters in sixth. It is a vital game really for both teams. The Storm to get closer to getting that top four position. The Roosters can confirm their top eight position with a win um, on Friday night. The Roosters, six wins in a row. Lindsay Collins, Takiyaho, looking likely they will play. The Storm, everyone was writing them off about a month ago and they were exceptional last week. This one I find very hard to tip, but I think it is going to show a bit about both sides, whoever does end up winning this game. I'm going to Sydney Roosters. Are you? In this game. I think they are white hot at the moment. And whilst you can't read too much into beating up on a hapless last place side, mm. even if it's the West Tigers, mm. how convincing they were. They didn't let up. I, I was at a pub um, with my girlfriend and her family, and every now and then we just look up, and they're Tiger supporters. Mm. We'd look up. At the TV, oh, another six points. Mm. Look down, chat for another two, three minutes. I'd look back up. <laughs> another one. Oh, another one. Yes. Another one. Another yeah. one. And it was just, and watching the replay afterwards, it was just so methodical. They just picked them apart. Mm. They were, they, and I think Trent Robertson said it best. They just didn't let off. Their mm. intensity was the same the entire way through. And I think no matter which side you play, even the worst side, you have to do really well to put up 72 points on the board. And they did that. On the flip side, you've got the Melbourne Storm and put 60 on the Broncos. And it's tough. I think the Broncos' defense uh, – sorry, sorry, the Storm defense is proving to be um, kind of what they're getting back to. They're sort of the bread and butter of what Craig Bellamy is all about. Are they going to stop that fantastic forward pack? I think Nat Butcher is a player that's really 
slid under the radar a little bit. Yep. He was fantastic, not just against the Tigers, but he's been fantastic in the past month. And he's popped up with one or two tries here and there, four tries on the weekend. Mm. I am going the Roosters, and that's why. And look, I think the Roosters have looked a better side, obviously with Kiri back and Tedesco and Manu, but uh, no offence to Tupanua, who's a good player, but Butcher seems to be a bit more stable in that second row uh, once Tupanua picked up that injury what, about five or six weeks ago mm. now? Um, I think well, I made mention last week in our preview that the Roosters do tend to bumble their way through the games like the Tigers game. They didn't, as you said. They mm. were intense, and they kept wanting to score, even up to that last minute when Matt Lodge scored. I'm going to tip the Roosters. I'm no way convinced by it. Um, but if they are to win, I think everyone's sort of talking about can the Roosters win it from outside of the top four. If they're to win on Friday night, that is a definite message. Or even potentially get close. That is a definite message that they can do so. But we'll wait and see. They're peaking at the right time. They're playing their best football at the right time. Yep, they certainly are. It'll be an interesting uh, game in Melbourne. Now, this one will be very interesting depending on the result of that Storm Roosters game. And by the way, the Roosters technically could probably still make the top four if Melbourne were to lose their next two matches, but they would have to make up the difference on for and against. But they still probably believe they can, they can do that. They believe they can. Uh, now, Raiders up against Manly. So if the Roosters are to lose and the Raiders are to win, the Roosters will still be in the top eight. This also depends a lot on what the Broncos do and what South Sydney do later on that night as well. Um, I thought the Raiders were far from convincing last weekend against the Newcastle Knights. I also think they were far from convincing against the Dragons a fortnight ago. Unfortunately, uh, if you're wanting the Raiders to lose, Manly have been far from convincing for about a month. I'm going to tip Canberra, but you just still feel there might be one good... that Manly are too good of a side on paper to not perform at least one more time this year. So whilst I'm tipping the Raiders, I sense Manly are a better team, definitely, no offence, better team than the Knights, where if they get off to a start like that, they would beat the Raiders. This one's a really interesting one to tip because you're right. Manly, for the power they have on paper, shouldn't be dishing up performances like they did at home against Cronulla. They were uncompetitive. Mm. They were witches' hats, and they looked like they had checked out. Mm. And I think they have checked out of the season. Mm. So similar to the Parramatta Eels discussion, it's now a discussion about Manly. What team are you going to get? Are mm. you going to get a team that knows they can't make finals and have checked out like mm. they have in the past few weeks? Mm. Or are you going to get a side that's going to draw a line in the sand and be like, we're too good, we're too proud of a club, and we've got a coach who's under pressure with that clause in his contract that we know about. Mm. Are we going to just fade away in this season and we're just going to piss it down the drain? Or are we going to... Have a crack, mm. and they're not going to have a crack. They're going to. I think. I think they've given up. They looked so out of character, out of sorts. Lacked any. I don't know, just any flair, or any mm. sense that they cared where they were on that Saturday night. For the Canberra Raiders, they just need to keep winning. Yeah, you don't care how you do it. I mean, it was so unconvincing against Newcastle Knights. I wished you'd, you know, just for my selfish sake. That you'd lost, but I really like the Canberra Raiders. Mm. I I generally think they will make the eight. And yeah, just keep winning. They're on a roll now. It doesn't matter how you do it. Win ugly for all I care. Well, the, well, the Raiders game could be important for the 7.30 game as well. We'll get to that mm. in a second. Just quickly before that, Sharks, Bulldogs, 5.30. I think the Sharks win. The Sharks, Bulldogs, yeah. yeah. They, they, they were good in that middle part of the year. They've sort of clocked off a bit now. I, I, sus, I suspect the Bulldogs will make it competitive for maybe 40 or 50 minutes, but I think the Sharks will be too good. You agree with that? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, like, Bulldogs, 
you've been fantastic in the second half of the season. I don't think there's any shame in really dropping off because, again, you're facing some pretty decent sides. Like The Eels are a, a top eight side, mm. and when they're going, they're a top four side. Mm. The Sharks are a genuine premiership contender for mine. So no shame in losing to them, but they just need to make it competitive. They do. Now, this next game, 7.30 Saturday night, the Rabbitohs up against the Cowboys. It's funny because we've been talking about the Roosters and the Rabbitohs, how they can make uh, potentially go on a winning streak to win the competition. Well, with the Rabbitohs losing to Penrith last week, I know it's unlikely, but if they're to lose to the Cowboys, uh, well, it's not that unlikely. If they're to lose to the Cowboys on Saturday night, they lose to the Roosters next week and results don't go for them. They could even be the ones that slip out of the top eight. So this is almost what nearly is a must win because if both of these teams do lose and Canberra win, um, it could well be a battle for eighth position. Uh, next week at that opening of Arlingout Stadium. But they won't be thinking about that. The Cowboys, very good last week, hit back very strongly. My only question mark still on the Cowboys is their form in Sydney. Now, they've won games in Sydney this year, but two weeks ago, and I know there are other factors to do with what happened that week, they were pretty poor against the Roosters. The Rabbitohs have been in good form, but there were a few question marks on them themselves, I think, against Penrith last Thursday. This is a really hard one to tip, so I'm going to let you go first. Uh, this one's pretty easy for me. Really? Uh, yeah, Souths. You go I Souths? I think Souths are going to okay. win this game. I think they've got that fire in their belly. I think, look, we keep harping on about it, but Latrell Mitchell is mm. just such a weapon. To, mm. and he walks into any team and just instantly changes them. Mm. So, Latrell, if you want to you know, get away from it all, come to the coast, <laughs> go to Newcastle, man. It's a nice place to live. I've heard no, that. Yeah, but it, in all seriousness, um, they... Like, everyone says, oh, you know, there's serious question marks about them now because they lost to Penrith. They lost by four points. Mm. And, if, and you know, if some things went their way, if they held on to, to balls, if mm. they had, you know, just played a little bit smarter in certain stages, yeah, they would have won. But to play against a, a side that is well in ahead of everyone else and mm. to come within four points, they were leading with six, point, with six minutes to go. Mm. I, I have faith that they can still be this, this side, and it's at home. That home being a core stadium, not Allianz Stadium, because they yes, signed a deal. Yes, but, they did. Uh, um, yeah, the, the Sydney form for um, the Cowboys is a concern for me, um, and that's why I'm going south. So I'm going to tip the Cowboys, and i tell you why. Many, many times this year, everyone's written off the Cowboys, um, as I was about to. Uh, I don't think they're going to – I don't, haven't written them off. They At some stage, if they want to win the competition, they're going to have to win in Sydney. Um, and I just have a feeling that their performance two weeks ago against the Roosters were disappointing. They won convincingly last week. Now, admittedly, not against a top eight team, but they still won convincingly. And I think this will be a game where the Cowboys want to cement themselves as pre- one of the premiership favourites behind um, the Penrith Panthers. So I reckon the Cowboys could get them. But I agree, if Latrell Mitchell was on, then it's going to be very, very hard. But yeah, I, I think, well, there's three great games this weekend. Then we go to Sunday. Uh, Tigers-Dragons. Combank Stadium, who's going to win this? This is the game of the round for me. <laughs> um, I, I'm a weird bloke when it comes to <laughs> watching sport. I really like these sort of games. Yeah, yeah It's kind of teams that have absolutely nothing to play for. Um, I wish this game was swapped with the other game. The, the Knights-Titans game seems like a classic 2pm Sunday game for yes. me. Whereas this game, the uh, Tigers-Dragons, seems like a classic 4pm afternoon yep. Yep. where the purists and me can sit down and watch Channel 9 and watch yep. it on there. Yep. Um, I'm going the Tigers. You're going the Tigers? I'm going the Tigers. Something's got to give after that performance. I think, and 
I think this is a game that they can circle in and say, even at the start of the season, said we can beat this game because mm. the Dragons, again, like a lot of teams we discussed uh, this morning, are very consistent. Mm. They can be amazing. They can be terrible. Tigers for mine. I'm going to go the Dragons. However, I do think the Tigers can potentially win next week against Canberra. And wouldn't that be ironic if Canberra win this week and they keep the Raiders in ninth position? But we'll talk about that next week. I think Dragons, but I do expect a much better performance from the Tigers. And we do know sometimes when you get smashed by that many points, you can turn things around. But I still think the Dragons... The final game of the weekend, the Gold Coast Titans up against the Newcastle Knights. Uh, we won't spend too much time on this. I thought the Titans were pretty disappointing last weekend after their good win uh, the week before. The Knights, I thought, were really good, actually, uh, for at least the first half. And a lot of that second half, it was just that 10 or 15-minute period right after half time where they completely switched off. However, in saying all of that, I'm going to tip the Knights. I think if they can play like they did last week, they beat the Titans. But then again, we saw what the Titans did in two weeks two weeks ago up on the Gold Coast. So this is a pretty hard one to tip. I'm doing the reverse mocker. I'm going to go the Titans. Again. Only because I've been a bad luck curse for the Titans all year, and I think that's going to help the Knights win. <laughs> God, I hope the Knights win this game. Well, yeah. I, I, yes. Uh, well, I think whoever loses this game will have a lot to think about with one more game left in there. Uh, regular season. But what a way to finish off the second last round of the competition, Titans Knights. Uh, yeah, wonderful scheduling. Anyway, looking <laughs> forward to that. I, that's probably the game you'll hear on SEN as well. Charlie, thank you. Great stuff. Uh, we will talk again next Friday, and next Friday will be the day Allianz Stadium opens up. Can't wait. It it looks amazing. The hype is so big in Sydney about the stadium. Um yeah, can't wait. It's going to be a ripper game to open as well. And it could be a very, very crucial game as well, depending what happens this weekend. Charlie, thank you. I'll speak to you next week. Thank you. Charlie, good sir. There with a bit of an early NRL preview. We'll take a break. Come back with more. This is Tradies News in a Shell. Coming up on breakfast through SENQ 693 AM and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast with Pat and Heels. It's Goat Wednesday. Luke Hodge will join the boys after 7.30, Cam Smith after 8. And through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, the good news is we have located Brandy and he is back at work. Uh, he'll join Vossi after the 6 AM news breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. This one on the text, 0457 736 736. This is from Jason. Uh, Charlie is wrong. The Melbourne Storm will absolutely smash the Roosters on Friday night. The Tigers are not that good of a team. The Storm will give the Roosters a mother of a flogging at Amy Park. That from Jason saying, go Storm. Very strong words there, Jason. Uh, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, it should be a good game, the Storm and the Roosters. And this one from the Chook Man to finish, it off, finish us off. He says, hi, Dan. I was in, in the ski fields in New Zealand watching the Bledisloe Cup in the 90s, and we won. Got a few glares. Uh, Sign Matt Lodge for sure to replace Takiyaho. That from Chookman. Yeah, I agree. Lodge been playing very well. Thank you for all your texts and your calls. Breakfast with Fossey and Brandy through SEN 1170 AM coming up. Patton Hills, SEN Q693 AM and 1620 AM Gold Coast. I'm off for a few mornings. Manny Cox, Jordan Canales will look after things. I'll be back Tuesday morning and we'll talk to Chris Perkins and John Gallo then. Stay safe. Bye. Stuff for your face and body. It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com. 
Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.